As you prepare for your fantasy basketball draft, it's super important to identify the value of each player so you can maximize your opportunities and get that value needed to bring home your league title. Welcome to the Believe in Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The weekly show dedicated to helping fantasy managers like you crush your league and bring home multiple championships. Now, your host, Robin Marks. We believe every NBA fan that plays fantasy football should also play fantasy basketball. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Football is back. And BetOnline is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the -the up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, BetOnline gives you access to the best football promotions, and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember, use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Today, we have a special, special guest. He's been in the fantasy basketball industry for six years. He's worked with Fantrax, Sports Ethos, RotoWire, and Fantasy Basketball International. He is also the host of the Balls Deep podcast. I'd like to welcome to the show again, my man, Adam King, all the way from Australia. What's going on, Adam? Yeah, good to be here, man. Um, as I said last time, it's it's nice to be doing a podcast in the evening for me. Um, not usually the case, but but happy to be here and uh, yeah, let's talk about some some players and some value. Yep, and I always say that it's really dope for me to connect with people who are living in the future, actually. And Australia, anytime I talk to folks, they're like, you're ahead, we're ahead. So that's We dope. are, but the world is very much the same. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it, love it. So you know how we do. We're going to jump right into some value early. People talk about overvalued and undervalued all the time. But for the audience who is like new to fantasy, like what what is the definition in fantasy basketball specifically for overvalued and undervalued players? Yeah, look, you're really looking at at players and having a look at where, I I guess, their their perceived value against their ADP. Usually their ADP because that is is where people are going to be drafting from. Um, Could be their player ranks. But... But basically, you want to run your eye down a set of player ranks and have a look at who you think is going too high or who you think is going too low. Uh, and then, of course, that is dependent on your strategy. Are you punting? Are you not punting? That that impacts it as well. So it is very subjective. Um, if you talk to, I mean, you could have five analysts on this show and, and we'd all give different players that we think are overvalued or undervalued. We all have our guys that we're higher on. So it is subjective, but for me, it's really looking at that value and, and just taking someone ahead of where you think they should be going. And what kind of tools or 
resources can people use to identify overvalued and undervalued players? How, how do they get that number? Where, where can they get that information from? Look, I mean, there's an abundance of, of information out there nowadays. Um, there's player ranks all over the place. Every site you go to has, has their own rankings. Um, and I think, I think starting with player ranks, whether it's Basketball Monster, Hashtag, uh, Rotowire has their own player ranks. We have our own on FBI. Um, I wouldn't rely solely on those player ranks, but it's really good to use them as a baseline. So anyone who's writing professionally like like we are is going to have a pretty good knowledge of fantasy basketball. We're going to, we're going to have an understanding. So you could have a look at, at those ranks and go, okay, these are going to be fairly accurate. Um, so that's where I start with. Um, even for me, I go and look at player ranks of, of other analysts, uh, have a look at my own. And from there, it's obviously the more you play or the more you have played in the past, the more research you've done. Uh, like for a lot of us, we've been doing mock drafts for over a month, <laughs> over a month now, whereas we're probably going to get a lot of people that are just starting to dip their toe in now into mock drafts and, and getting ready. Uh, we're about a month out from the season. So this is when, I guess, draft season starts to ramp up a bit. So if you've done plenty of mock drafts, and that's why we run our draft-only leagues over at FBI, uh, B-Dub and I did a show yesterday, and I think we're up to, I think he said we're up to about 80 draft-only leagues. So if you've been doing those, you'll have an idea of where players are going, um, and it'll give you a pretty accurate reflection of what's happening across the industry. Uh, one thing I would warn against or, or sort of, I guess, just flag if you are coming into fantasy now and you're starting to do mock drafts, just beware of if you're going into Yahoo or Fantrax or ESPN and doing a, a mock draft where you don't know anyone. It's just, hey, here's a mock draft, click, enter. Just keep in the back of your mind that you don't know who's drafting. Half of these could be auto picks. People might not be taking it seriously. So it doesn't always give you a, an accurate reflection of where players are are going to go in a in a draft where you're playing for money, for instance. So um, if you are going to do mock drafts, try and do them with some friends, jump into it to an analyst one, or head over to FBI and do a draft-only league. Um, they're basically a mock draft but with a small entry fee, which I think ensures that people take it seriously. Very nice. You talked a little bit about the rankings on different platforms from different analysts. Talk about the importance or the reliance, I should say. Should fantasy managers actually rely on these preseason rankings and projections when evaluating play player values going into their drafts? Like how heavily should they weight these different projections and rankings? Yeah, look, I wouldn't say rely on them 100%. So don't look at the rankings and go, well, they're my rankings. Because as I've said, everyone is everyone has their own opinion. So my rankings would be different to yours. Yours would be different to, say, Josh Lloyd. Josh Lloyd would be different to, uh, I don't know, Jonas Nader. So everyone is going to have their own rankings. So don't treat them as gospel because none of us are ever 100% right. If you, if you look back at our ranks from last year, year before, none of us predict exactly where players are going to fall. Um, so I would, as I said earlier, I would use it as a baseline. Um, but go with your gut a little bit. I mean, if you look at, at player ranks and you see, um, like for me, we'll talk about some players that are 
we think are over or undervalued this season. Um, someone I don't have on my list, but who I think is probably a little bit undervalued is Carl Anthony Towns. So if you look at purely player ranks uh, on Basketball Monster, for example, which I have, I always have them open. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, where are we? I think he's he's uh, his rank on Basketball Monster is 49. So if you were to look at that and go, okay, 49th, I'm going to get him late fourth, early fifth, we know that's not the case. There's no way Carl Anthony Towns is available at around pick 50. So for me, he's probably still a, a top 25 player this season, um, top 30. So don't rely purely on those ranks because as Josh says it on his show all the time and anyone will say it, rankings are skewed based on punting on uh, someone like a Jaron Jackson is way overvalued because of his blocks. Uh, that happens with a few guys. So rankings are very dependent on stats and volume and all that kind of stuff. So I would use them as a guide, but I wouldn't lean 100% on them. Let's talk about Car Anthony Towns a little bit. As you know, that's one of my guys. <laughs> like I really love some Car Anthony Towns, but I see that he's plummeted uh, this season specifically, you know what I mean, after his performance last year. And yes, he had his worst statistical performance last year uh, in a lot of categories. Um, do you think that he will be able to bounce back and get to where he was before last year? Or do you think this is where he's going to live and this is the beginning of his decline? So I don't think he gets back to where he was, just purely because Rudy Gobert is there. Um, he's not playing at centre, so his rebounds, his blocks aren't going to get back to to where they were. Not that he's ever been a big shot blocker, um, but his rebounds, which have sort of when he was a first-round player, his rebounds were up at 10, 11 a game. Uh, last season he was down at eight. So I think I think he's probably down around that eight, eight and a half. In saying that, I do think he's better this season. If we if we look at his numbers, which again I have them here in front of me, last year, I think if you asked any semi-knowledgeable NBA fan who plays fantasy, what did you think of Carl Anthony Towns last season? Most would say he had a terrible season. It, it was no good. He, he he cost me my league. But if you look at pure rank, he was a top 40 player. Even, even with everything that went wrong per game, he was top 40. Uh, and as I said just before, his ADP is outside the top 40. So for me, that I would look at what he did last season as his floor, uh, top 40, with plenty of room to improve because the more time that he and Gobert spend on the floor, they'll get used to each other. Uh, Anthony Edwards is improving. I think, I feel like Carl Anthony Towns is going to come into this season with a lot to prove. Um, the the Wolves want to win and they want to win now. Uh, this is their window. Anthony Edwards obviously is getting a lot of hype. There's even sort of talk that this is now Anthony Edwards' team. I don't think Carl Anthony Towns is going to sort of make a make a fuss about this, but I have to think that he thinks internally. Hang on a sec, this is still my team because he was their franchise player. Edwards came in after him. So I really think Ed, um, Towns, as I said, I think he could be a, a back-end second-round player. And if you can get him around pick 40, uh, I think there's a round of value there at least. 
Love that. Love that. That gives me hope. That gives me hope. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, which statistical categories should fantasy managers pay most attention to when identifying overvalued and undervalued players? So I think the obvious one is points because points, a lot of your your heavy point scorers or your, your top point scorers tend to come in the, the top 50. So it's pretty rare to find a player beyond uh, pick 50 that is going to get you 20 points a game. Um, if I scroll through, I've got the ADPs up here. Um, outside the top sort of 50 or 60, you've got, oh, there's maybe maybe like a dozen players in that next 50 that are going to get you those points. Once you get down beyond pick 80, there's really no one. Um, so points are one category I think that people tend to chase quite early uh, as are assists. So if you're looking for value, I feel like you can get it from the players that don't score and don't provide assists because people are going to be reaching up to grab them. Uh, so someone like a Carl Anthony Towns, he doesn't get a lot of points now. He doesn't really get many assists. So he's someone who you can get. Um, who else have we got here? Uh, I mean, if we look at my over overvalued, uh, sorry, undervalued players, um, Chris Dapps-Porzingis is another one. He's not going to be a big scorer this year in Boston. Um, so people are down on him, but I still think he could have a really good season. Uh, the other one I'd look at is, as I touched on before, the low volume stats. So blocks and steals. They tend to inflate a player's value quite substantially. Jaron Jackson, perfect example. He was a borderline first-round player last year. But if you punt his uh, blocks, he dropped to about outside. I think he was outside the top 60. So makes a massive difference. Um, people are chasing blocks a little bit this season. So uh, guys like Nick Claxton, Mark Williams, um, Daniel Gafford, uh, that people are tending to start to reach for them to get blocks. So that's probably the categories I'd sort of try to avoid if you're looking to find value. Look for those guys that aren't necessarily going to be high scorers or elite in one of those low-volume categories. So let's keep on talking overvalued and undervalued players. Adam, are there any strategies, hacks for the draft approach for these fantasy managers who are trying to get some of this value? And, and how can they use that to kind of capitalize on this information when going into their drafts? For anyone against who's in a league with me, that's pretty easy. Just listen to my show because I'll talk about the players that I'm high on and the players I'm low on so you, so you know exactly who I'm going after. But if you're in a league with your, with your friends, do a bit of research. Find out who they're listening to. Um, are they watching shows? Whose rankings are they looking at? Uh, because, as I said, while you don't want to rely 100% on a set of player ranks, if you know that eight guys in your league sort of follow basketball monster, that, that's that's their Bible, that's where they get all of their all of their content, all of their ranks, then you can go and have a look yourself and go, okay, I think these guys are going to be higher on uh, James Harden than me or they're going to be lower on this guy. So just jot down a few players that, that you think they might be reaching for or they might let slide. Um, listen to what the analysts are saying on their shows uh, and... I mean, for me, I guess it depends on 
for on what fantasy is for you. Like for me, it's obviously nice to win, but I really like just like to have fun. And so I target guys that I I just want on my team. Um, and I feel like that it, while it might impact value slightly, the more joy or the more fun I can have in a draft, I always feel good about my team. I look at my team, I go, yeah, I've got these guys. Um, and then through the season, I don't know, I just enjoy it and I don't tend to analyse as much because I've just got players I like watching. So it does tend to reduce how analytical I am of certain players. Um, so make sure you're having fun, make sure you're enjoying it. But, yeah, if you can understand your league, understand your rules, settings, um, you might have, I mean, I've got guys in my league that I don't think they do any study until the night before our draft. I'm pretty sure because they come in with their bit of paper, a scrap bit of paper and some names written down. And whereas I, I mean, obviously we're, we're the outliers here. We, we do this 365 days a year. But if you've got guys in your league that have no idea, cash in on that um, and, and, and take advantage of the fact that they don't know who who's going higher this year. They're, they're really just going to look at what happened last year and I'll base my rankings off that. I, I wanted to share something uh, that I thought of when you talked about how happy you are after you draft your team and you're just looking at your team. And I know you're a, you know, you're a parent like me, you're a dad. So for me, I always compare it to, <laughs> and my wife would kill me, right? But like uh, bringing home my baby like from the hospital. Yeah. So after I draft my team, I'm like holding it and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I got you in the first round. I, like I, I will literally like sit there the night after the draft and just like kind of look at my phone. <laughs> Do you find yourself doing that where you're like, oh, this is maybe, I don't know if you go that far, but I'm definitely, I have that same feeling of like a proud dad. I'm like, man, I really, I did good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, I don't know about the stroking of the head, uh, but but no, it's the phone. It's the phone, Adam. I got the phone, the phone and we I'm just stroke the phone. <laughs> uh, yes, I do. Yeah. Look, and I mean, I'm in so many leagues, and and I do so many. Look, I did drafts a month ago, and I'll go back now and look and go, oh, this team looks like a lot of fun. I've got Cade Cunningham in basically every team that I've drafted so far, and uh, when you. A lot of people are only in two leagues or something. So, but for me, I forget who I drafted. So when I actually go and look at my team, I get really excited again, and and look at, oh yeah, I got this guy in the third round. I think he's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so no, I do, I do enjoy looking at my team come opening night, and I'll stroke but, my phone just for you. <laughs> this this I year, I want all of the analysts. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Good we stuff. We can do that. So you know what people came here for, Adam. They uh, You talked a little bit about Porzingis and a couple other players, uh, but let's get everyone to grab a pen and paper, pencil, whiteboard, whatever you write with, pull out your notes app. Adam, can you share a few players that are overvalued this season? I can. Um, and again, this is subjective. So this, this is me. You might be different. Next analyst might be different. Uh, so for me, uh, yeah, so I've gone with five. I picked five. You, that's what you instructed me to do. Um, first guy I've got is Desmond Bain. Um, and this is not to say I'm down on Desmond Bain or I'm down on any of these guys. For me, I just think Bain is probably going at value now. I, like I don't think he's going at 20. So his Yahoo ADP, that's what I've looked at. His Yahoo ADP is 22. 
which I think he can probably be a second-round player this season. Um, but I, I don't see him getting inside the top 20. Like, I just think a lot of these guys here are not... I don't know if overvalued is the right term. I just don't think there is any value in where you have to draft them at the moment. Um, in saying that, early in the draft, it is harder to find value. So because you get later into the draft, you can get a top a guy at pick 90 who could be top 50. So there's 40, 40 spots of value. You're not going to get a guy, well, it's unlikely that you're going to get a guy at pick 20 who's going to be a top five player. It just It doesn't happen other than the outliers like Shea Gilgis-Alexander last year, um, there'll be, there will be the exception to the rule. But for me, Desmond Bain, he's going right on value. Uh, and so for me, that just eliminates the the excitement or the fun maybe. Um, and maybe if, if I looked at my team and I went like a month into the season, I went, oh, Desmond Bain was my second round player. I might not stroke my phone. I might have to put my phone down. <laughs> so, so that's for me, he's just... Yeah, he's going at value. Next guy is pretty much the same, Anthony Edwards. I'm not down on him, but his ADP is 13. I think a lot would need to go right for him to break into the first round this year. I think he's probably top 15, top 18. So I just don't think there's a lot of value there for him. Uh, then we get a little bit further down. So Derek White is the guy I've gone with next. Um, his ADP 70-odd. Where are we? Derek White, ADP of 71. So obviously people are pretty high on him coming into this season. He's the starting point guard uh, in Boston. But I think we forget that he was basically a starter last year as well. So people sort of tend to remember that he was a he was a sixth man, he was coming off the bench, but he didn't do that for very long. He actually started uh, quite a lot of games last year, uh, 70, um, 70 games of his 82. So... He was a starter. He played almost 30 minutes uh, a night, almost, or it's close to 29. So I just don't know, and, and he was the 89th-ranked player, so I just don't know where the the room is for him to improve, especially with Porzingis coming in. Um, they've obviously lost Marcus Smart, replaced him with Porzingis. Different skill sets, but I think you would, I mean, you ask anyone, they're going to say Porzingis is going to score more than Marcus Smart. So I don't think there's a lot of offensive upside. Maybe he gets an extra assist, but I think the ball's going to be in Tatum's hand. So for me, he's just a guy that's been hyped a little bit too much. Uh, again, I'm not down on him. I just wouldn't take him at 70. I'd prefer to get him at sort of 80, 85. Uh, and then two more, uh, Jonas Valanciunas I've got as my next uh, player. His ADP is, I'm sure it was 100-ish. Where is he? Yes, there we go. 97 is his ADP. Uh, he finished last year outside the top 100. Uh, he was, uh, where is his season? He was 121st last season. And I feel like his rank probably increased down the stretch because he was getting more minutes. But we saw for significant, well, sort of significant periods last season when Zion was healthy, Larry Nance was healthy. Valanciunas was almost sort of playing an 18-minute-a-night role um, because they they wanted to go. They just they simply couldn't have Zion and, and Valanciunas on the court together. So if Zion is healthy, fingers crossed uh, that he is healthy, then I, ju I just think Valanciunas, 
he might only play 18, 20 minutes a night. So I think he's a draftable player, but I wouldn't be taking him um, inside the top 100. And then the last guy is Bobby Portis, uh, another guy who was solid enough last season, but he really needs Brook Lopez to get injured or to miss time to be a, a top 100, top 80 player. Uh, he's he's not even someone I'd really consider drafting, maybe with my last pick, um, but he was 119th last season in 26 minutes. I, I just don't see where the improvements are coming for him this season. Um, so I just don't think there's much upside. So for him, at, at that range, 100, 110, I'd much rather take someone with a bit of upside and, and scope to to slide into a bigger role at some point. Very good, very good. And then on the other side of that coin, can you share a few undervalued players that folks should watch out for in drafts this year? Yeah, so these are these are a little bit more my guys, like just guys, as I talked about, fun guys that I want to get on my team. First one is Cade Cunningham. Um, as I said, I've got him on pretty much all my teams where possible. Uh, he's ADP, which I think he's actually going to come up um, his ADP at the moment is 42, but I feel like with the hype and as we really start to ramp up now, I think his ADP will end up being closer to 30, which I think is about right. So at the moment, I think there's a round of value, but if you give it two weeks, I think that value will be gone. So for me, yeah, I'm happy to take him in the third round. Um, I wouldn't want to reach into the second round, I don't think, and if you can get him in the fourth round, I'd absolutely be all over that. Um Chris Depps Porzingis uh, touched on him earlier as well. People are pretty down on him after last season, which was arguably his best season um, since being drafted. He was a 14th-ranked player. He was relatively healthy, played 65 games. Coming to Boston, I think people are just like, well, he's not going to touch the ball. He's going to be the third option on offense. I'm not so sure. I th- I think he he probably is the third option in the starting lineup. But I feel like they're going to alternate players and and make it so that he is the first or second option at times, because he he's a different option. He's he's not a uh, off the dribble scorer like Jalen Brown, like uh, Jason Tatum. So he brings some a new element to their offensive game, and I think they want to utilize that. Uh, I think that with Rob Williams and Al Horford, they're going to stagger their minutes. So he probably doesn't play. 35 minutes, he might play 31, he might play 32, but I still think he does enough um, to be like a back-end second round, uh, so top 25 player. And his ADP at the moment is – where are you, Porzingis? Uh, 43. So if you can get him outside the top 40, I think there's a round to two rounds of value. Then we drop down a little bit, Jakob Pertl. He's, I mean, you could be on this list every year, I feel like. Uh, he's always undervalued. Uh, if you look at last season, again, much like Carl anthony Towns, I think if you asked the common fan what kind of a year did Jakob Pertl have, they'd say he was pretty bad, um, which, to be fair, he probably was for the first half, first two-thirds of the season until he was traded. He wasn't good. But he ended the season as a 68th-ranked player despite – struggling um, in San Antonio. He picked things up. Uh, and now if you look at his – much quicker if I actually type them in. His ADP is 84. So I think if you looked 
at last season. As I said, he was 68th. I'd consider that his floor. He's still only 27. Mm-hmm. I think people think he's a lot older. Uh, so, yeah, for me, another guy. If you can get him outside the top 80, he could potentially be top 60. Uh, and then two guards, Markel Fultz, another one of my guys this season. I'm really high on him. Uh, his ADP is, I know it's down in the 90s, I think, 95. I think he could easily be top 60 this season. I'm much higher on him than most, so that one's probably a little bit just me being biased. Um as is this last player, Ben Simmons. Uh, his ADP is 130-odd, I think. Uh, people are down on him, and rightfully so. Uh, he's he's burned a lot of players over the last two years. So I can understand that you would just want to avoid him. But for me, the upside, is it's there. He was 137th last season on, on a per-game basis, and he was terrible. So... I think if you can get him at 130, 120, at that point in the draft, you're taking a flyer anyway. So if he starts, plays 30 minutes, we know what he can do. He can be a 12.8 rebound, eight assists, one and a half steals, close to a block, 65% from the field. That's top 60 uh, without breaking a sweat. So he's just, again, another one that I'm I'm just high on and I have a bit of a soft spot for him. So I hope I hope he proves me right. But if he doesn't, you just drop him and grab someone off waivers. Yeah, I think Ben Simmons is the poster boy for undervalued. I think that, you know, because we're the uh, recency bias is such a big thing with fantasy yeah. sports, right? It's like, what what have you done for me lately? And a, a few years ago, though, this guy was like a like a fantasy baller. Like he yeah. was like one of the top guys, you know what I'm saying? And so for me, I'm with you. I, if if I could grab him at the end of my drafts, you know what I'm saying? I'll even reach up a round or two um, to make sure that I secure him because the upside is so, so clear. Listen, Adam, it is always an honor to have you. I want to take a minute to talk about anything you have happening. I know there's some stuff happening with the podcast network. Why don't you just share with the folks and then also how they can get in contact with you? Uh, so Twitter is easiest, uh, at AdamKing91 on Twitter. Uh, in terms of what we've got coming up, um, I'm actually about to head away for a few weeks. So my show will go on a bit of a hiatus for probably three weeks, um, at least with me hosting. B-Dub might, he's going to try and host a couple of shows, but he's got young kids, he's got a busy home life. So if he can squeeze it in, uh, there might be a couple of episodes. Um, but we have... Uh, we have just brought on Noah Rubin. Um, so he he's joined FBI with his Tank Me Later podcast. So he will be continuing to roll that out every week over on our YouTube channel. Uh, he should have, uh, I think he's doing his first show for us tomorrow with B-Dub uh, and he'll have a new intro, a new graphic. So I'll be, I'll be keen to watch that one. Uh, Matt Lawson is relaunching his dynasty show so he did a couple episodes um two months ago i think uh but then life happened and he's got again a young family and and his full-time job so i'm pretty sure he's relaunching that next week with noah um i think that's the idea that they'll be doing the show together for the first one so we'll have other shows coming out despite mine going having a little bit of a break um we've got Quran. Uh, who Karan Talwar, who's helping us with his written content. So we've got stuff going up. 
And we've got other things in the pipeline as well. Uh, so we're, we're trying to expand and make ourselves a little bit bigger. So, yeah, good things coming. Uh, Fantasy Basketball World Cup is about three quarters full now. Uh, so we'll be filling that up in the next week. Follow us on socials. Um, listen to the podcast. Matt will probably do uh, have some entries on his show. So there is still an opportunity to get into the World Cup. Uh, and I think the drafts start in about two weeks for that. Um, so we'll be filling that up in the next week, letting everyone know, and then the drafts will kick off early October, I think. Very, very dope. Adam, would you sit tight for me? I'm just going to close out the show. I'll be right back. Thank you, sir. Oh, man. Always a pleasure to have Kingy on. Listen, folks, I want to make sure you guys know about this contest that we're doing for these uh, basketball cards. We have two rookie cards here. We have a Cade Cunningham rookie card, and we have a Josh Giddy rookie card that we're giving away to enter. All you have to do is visit Apple Podcasts and leave us a review about the show. If you do that, make sure you shoot me an email at believeinfantasy at gmail.com just to verify your entry, and we'll put you in the pool to see if you could win one of these amazing rookie cards. All you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Again, if you need help with your team, your draft, just drop your questions in the comment section below. I promise I will respond to every single comment. Also, if you want to join our free Discord community, all you have to do is visit www.believeinfantasy.com. And now that you know how to identify overvalued and undervalued players, play the waivers, set your lineups, and check out the next episode, you freaking fantasy nerd. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Believe in Fantasy Basketball Podcast with Robin Marks. Join our free Discord community at BelieveInFantasy.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Believe in Fantasy. This episode was brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts.